Hey friends, before we dive into this episode, I just put together a brand new guide to help you start and build your web design business. For those of you who are early stagers, whether you're just starting or whether you're just having trouble getting your business off the ground, this free guide is a 10-step action plan that is a proven path to building your business successfully. We're going to cover things like what to offer and what services to provide your clients as a web designer, how to price those, and I'm even going to share some of my top tips for starting to get paying clients. I'm also going to share with you the things you need to know as a web designer to be able to charge accordingly. So you can pick up this free guide at joshhall.co slash build. Again, it's a 10-step action plan. It is a proven path to starting your web design business successfully. It is definitely what I wish I had when I got started. So I'm really excited to share it with you. Pick it up today for completely free, joshhall.co slash build. I'm excited to help you start and build your business. Welcome to the Web Design Business Podcast with your host, Josh Hall, helping you build a web design business that gives you freedom and a lifestyle you love. Hey friends, welcome into the show. Great to be here with you in this one. It's just me. This is a solo episode in this one. I wanted to do a follow-up episode on the last conversation that we just had on the podcast with the CEO of my web design agency, Eric Dingler. We talked about getting web design client leads and how to build your pipeline of leads, how to convert and how to have a goal for getting the right amount of leads that work for you and your business. But there was a piece to that conversation that we hit on briefly that I wanted to dive into in more detail because it's really important that you save time from talking with bad fit leads. So what I'm going to do in this episode is share with you my proven framework, my proven system for funneling and filtering out bad fit leads. This is what I refined over the years as a web designer of a decade plus. And towards the end of that journey of me getting my clients, I had this system so dialed in and so nailed down that I was literally spending barely any time with bad fit leads. And I cannot say that that was true for the first several years in my journey. I I know you're feeling the same where you're like, oh my God, why did I spend an hour and a half talking to this person on the phone? Or why did I drive 45 minutes to meet with this person and talk for over an hour? And I know they're not going to be a good fit. I know they have like $300 and they're just not going to budge or they're not a good personality fit. So all that to say, here is my top strategies for how to filter out bad fit leads to save time during this uh, proposal process and in this lead process. I do want to say too, this is actually pulled from my business course. I am currently revamping my business course version 2.0 is coming out in July, 2023. The first five modules, actually the first, uh, almost the whole course now, by the time this is going live, is already live inside of Web Designer Pro for early access. That is my coaching and course community. So if you're not yet a member of Web Designer Pro, go to joshhall.co slash pro to join us there and you can get early access to the new version of the business course. Um, but you can also purchase the course standalone at joshhall.co. That's going to be available in July here in 2023. Anyway, down to my filtering and funneling proven system. Here's the big thing you have to remember with leads. Not all leads are the same. When it comes to getting website leads, it's easy in the beginning, like anytime you get a lead, I remember this feeling so well. Anytime you get somebody who sends in a contact form is interested in a website project, or maybe they call you or they get referred to you and they're DMing you. 
it's like every lead is like, oh my gosh, it could be a new client. It could be a new client. It's so exciting. But that wears off when you start to spend way too much time with bad fit leads like we just talked about. So to help you with that, my biggest tip is to separate leads into two different categories. So all leads come to you, but it is your job to funnel them into these two different categories. One category is for questionable leads. These are leads that you're like, I don't know if I want to get on an hour call with them. And even if you say a 15-minute discovery call, we all know there's no such thing as a 15-minute call. They're at least a half an hour to 45 minutes. So one category is questionable leads. The second category are for qualified leads. These are leads that right when they come through your door, they are going to be, you can just tell they are a legitimate business owner or they're somebody you just jive with and feel really good about working with. Maybe it's a referral from one of your really good current clients. Those are how I found some of my best referrals and leads. And you're just ready to go. You are ready. They don't need to go through any preliminary information. You're ready to get on a call or ready to get right into the proposal stage. So those are the two paths, questionable lead versus qualified lead. Now, for the rest of this episode, what I'm going to do, this is a shorty style episode. We're just going to cover the highlights from what I cover in my business course, but I'm going to share with you what to do, like where to actually send them in each one of these funnels. And then I'm actually going to give you some tips on how to identify questionable leads versus qualified leads, because that's probably the next question you'll have is like, well, how do I determine who's questionable versus who's qualified? So we'll get there next. But first off, where does a questionable lead go? My question to you right now is, do you have a system in place for a questionable lead or what do you do? Like, what do you do with them? And it's okay if you're fairly new or you haven't done this yet. I'm just, I'm challenging you because this is something I want you to do immediately. And that is to have a place to send questionable leads. Cause some of you, I hope you don't do this strategy, but if you are, I encourage you to stop it. You don't want to just ghost everybody because you may have a questionable lead that could turn into a qualified lead. You also may have a questionable lead that might be a really good referral source for other qualified people. And so, like, maybe they're questionable, but maybe their network are actually really good people to be referred to. So you don't want to just ghost everybody who are like, oh, no, nope, they don't look like a good fit. Now you could refer them to another web designer in your network or something like that. But I've got a strategy that's even better for you. And that is to create a potential client page. You could call this a good fit page. You could call this a, are we good partners for each other page? Whatever you want to call this, a potential client page. This is what worked for me. This was the game changer is a page that you send your questionable leads to. And it can be almost a different version of your homepage, except there's one big difference. Your potential client page has your price ranges on it. Now, I do not recommend sharing your pricing up front on your main website. You can, and a lot of my students are doing this with success if they have more productized services. But if you're doing more bespoke value-based type of services and you're getting into the 5, 10, 15K range, you generally want to prime them and warm them up or get them on some sort of call or proven system to make sure they understand the value before sharing with them your price points. Because you may have a lead that sees 10K and they're like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm out. Never mind. But if they understand that a $10,000 investment will yield them 100X that over the next few years, then they'll be like, okay, I, I see this as an investment now and not just a cost. It's going to leave my wallet and never come back. So the way you start that and the way you prime them 
these questionable leads is with a potential client page. And you could do this with an email. You could do this in a variety of different ways. I kind of like having a, an actual page for this, mainly because it's it could be a different version of your homepage. Let's say you have two versions of your homepage and you're like, oh, I just don't know which one to use. Use the best one or s- swap them out for your homepage and then save the other aspects for your potential client page. Just talks a little bit more about your, your business and really gets them right to the the price ranges that you have. And then that way they see and the price ranges that I personally recommend inside my business course that worked for me are 2,500 to start $5,000 in the middle tier, and then 7,500 to 10 K plus in the top tier. And all those price ranges have starting at, so you don't lock yourself into a box of a, a pricing box, if you will. And the cool thing about that is, is if a questionable lead sees that and says, okay, I was thinking like two or 3,000. Um, so maybe I'd be good fit for the first package that Josh and his team offers. Well, as long as they move forward, then you know they're cool with your pricing. They're cool with your price ranges at least. Now, if somebody comes with that $300 budget and they see that you start at 2,500, then they're out and they may even not, not even move forward. And then if you follow up with them and they just say, yeah, I can't even afford the, the first tier, then that's fine. It's just not a good fit for both parties. So that is the number one strategy for questionable clients. You send them to a potential client page. Again, I actually show you this and give you real world examples of this inside of my business course. It's a lesson in module four in the module on sales and getting clients. So my business course is available Um, the new version is going to be available in July and this module and this lesson is ready right now inside of web designer pro. If you join us over at web designer pro to get the more visual and high, uh, in-depth aspect of this lesson. Now for qualified leads that goes right into your process for either a discovery call or a proposal. And what I show you in the lesson in the course I'll share with you now, we can't look at this visually because this is just an audio episode, but what I do in the course is I actually show you my questionnaire for proposal. So this is intentionally an in-depth questionnaire that provides everything that you need for a proposal. And what I like to personally do is have clients go through that questionnaire to give me all the details as far as their business, their goals for the website, they're a little bit about their customers and then just basics about where they are with their current website because that'll give me an idea for the scope of the project. And then we'll do a discovery call if needed. Now, a lot of my projects that converted, we never even talked on the phone. I just got the form in. That gave me enough to do a proposal. I sent that over. They accepted. And then we're off and running. Then we dive into the rest of the, the strategies that I cover in my business course on getting the project started, and then doing a strategy call and a strategy questionnaire, which is different than this stage of discovery and proposal. So either way, you want to send them to your proposal stage. For me personally, my framework is that they go to a a proposal form, a, a contact form for a proposal. Then if needed, we'll do a discovery call only if and when needed. And then I can give them a lead. I can give them the proposal. Because that is the biggie. These are, again, these are qualified leads. The reason we don't send a qualified lead to a potential client page is because often we're going to be instituting what's known as value-based pricing. So another lesson I have in the business course is the difference between pricing models and pricing ranges. And a big part of that is packaged pricing versus value-based. So some of the projects that I did for ten dollars to $20,000 were instituting value-based pricing. 
Because what you don't want is to have somebody who has a budget for $20,000 and then they see your ranges that start at 2,500 or 5,000. Cause they're going to be like, well, you know, I feel like my project would be the middle range. Why am I, you know, four X what you would normally charge. That's because they don't even need to know your current ranges because you're going right into more of a custom proposal because it is a qualified lead. So in short, questionable lead goes to your potential client page that has your price ranges, qualified leads. Where do they go? Right into your proposal process. Ideally a questionnaire for a proposal slash and or a discovery call. And that is what you do, my friends, with leads because leads are different. Some leads are questionable and they should never even hop on a phone call with you. Some leads are qualified and they require a different process. Now, let me wrap this episode up with a few tips on how to identify these different leads. Questionable leads are generally going to be a little more random from how they enter your world. It may be through social media. They're generally going to be colder leads. They may be through SEO, like they may have Googled something and found you and went through your contact form. They may be looking for web designers on a directory and or, or something like that. They may see you or they may be a referral from a not so great client or person in your network. Like you might have somebody in your family who knows somebody and, the, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, my, my nephew does websites. And then, um, yeah, they're just, you know, they, I mean, maybe they're a good lead. Maybe they're qualified, but oftentimes they're just not the, the right level for you. So they're generally going to be a little more random cold style leads. They're also going to be very expense minded and ask about cost. These are red flags that I tried to avoid immediately. Um, so look out for that. If somebody's saying, so how much does this cost? Why does it cost so much? I've talked to other web designers. Why are you so expensive compared to other ones? Those are red flags. Now you can, you can help people understand the value and them upgrade eventually, but this is a big red flag that I, I'm wary of. It's very tough to get somebody to move from expense minded to investment minded, knowing that this is not money that you're just going to pay and then never get it back. No, the goal is to, to pay this money to invest it in your website, which is going to return you so much money in the future. So a uh, very near future, maybe this month you'll get it right back. So definitely be wary of that. Um, often they're going to talk about that mindset of a website as a cost. You can tell they're like, Oh gosh, I, you know, it's so expensive, but they're not viewing it as an investment, which you could just very clearly say, listen, I mean, you could be as frank as this in the way that you would say, you could just say, well, our website designs are investments for our clients. They, we build this website for them and it gets them sometimes immediate results. And you can always do what I've talked about a lot on the show and I'll relay here too. And that is if somebody is numbers minded, you can just ask them, how much are your clients paying you or your customers? And like, what's their average investment for you in a year? And if it's a thousand dollars that they typically pay, then shoot, if we build the website for 5,000, it's only going to take five of those clients, five converting clients to the website to pay off the website. And then suddenly they're like, oh, okay. And now what have we got five new clients every month through the website? 12 times five is 60. I'm getting better at live math here. That's $60,000 all through the website that was based off a $5,000 investment. So you can always do that with your questionable leads. You're welcome to even take that little snippet that I just said and put it in your potential client page above your or below your price ranges if you would like. You're welcome to do that. And then finally, questionable leads often might be just, you could just tell they're not a great personality fit. Like I'm a bit of a stickler on grammar. Well, not necessarily grammar because I do have... uh 
often spelling mistakes, but punctuation in the way somebody comes across via email, I would typically tell within a sentence or two, whether somebody is going to be somebody I'd want to work with and who I would feel comfortable being organized to send me content. Cause just remember not only are qualified leads like revenue and budget and all these things and expense minded, but you have to think about, are they going to be a good lead for us? Like moving forward? Are they rushed? Are they stressed? Are they sending me like 10 emails that all have one sentence and there's no punctuation or capitalization or anything? Like, how's that going to go when they're sending you client or content? Excuse me. Probably probably not pretty good. So questionable leads, be very wary of those. That's how I identify those. I go into more strategies in the business course, but those are some of the high level things. And then qualified leads. Qualified leads are, like I mentioned earlier, generally going to come to you from your really good quality clients because good clients tend to know other good clients. These are folks who are going to be much more business and results minded. So they may be talking and framing the conversation about how are you like, what are you going to do in the website that is going to get us more clients? So they'll probably talk more about strategy and what the website's going to do. Those are wonderful conversations because it takes you out of the, well, I don't want to spend $3,000 for a website because I don't have that kind of money. Well, well it's like, well, cause your website sucks. Of course you don't have that kind of money. So they're going to be, they're going to be framing conversations very different. Oftentimes too, they may be trying to weed you out, which is actually a really good thing. Often. Now, sometimes that can be dangerous and they could be questionable if they're trying to make sure you're a good fit for them if they have no budget. Uh, but I found that some of my really good clients were making sure I could deliver or that I actually cared about them. And quite frankly, that I wasn't going to flake because a lot of really good clients have had terrible experiences with flaky web designers who ghost them and never show up or agencies that treat them like a number. So for those of you who are the small team, and we just talked with John D. Saunders recently on the podcast about the power of being a studio or being a shop um, instead of an, a full-blown like digital marketing agency. There's a lot of power in that. And you can really come across well to those leads who are going to be a good fit for you, just like they're gonna you're going to be a good fit for them. So those are some of the high level things as far as identifying qualified leads versus questionable leads. Um, hope those help. And again, the big strategy here to filter out bad weeds so you are not spending hours and hours and going to meetings with bad fit leads is two paths. Real quick recap, questionable leads versus qualified. Where does the questionable leads go? They go to your potential client page with their price ranges. Where do your qualified leads go? Right into a proposal stage and a discovery call. By the way, if you're wondering when they come through your contact form, how you actually do this, I'm going to save that because that is in my business course. In this lesson, I actually give you my email templates on where to send them and how to come across once they come through the door. So I hope to see you inside the business course. Right now, it's available inside of Web Designer Pro for early access. And for those of you who just want the course itself, you can go to joshhall.co slash business. The course is going to be dropping, should be mid-July 2023 when we release the course fully to the masses. But for right now, it's almost all nearly done, ready for early access inside of Web Designer Pro. So I hope to see you there. And for right now, friends, I hope this helps. You have got to treat leads differently. Questionable versus qualified. There is my framework. That is what works for me. I think that is well worth the price of this podcast, which is free anyway. So just imagine what's going to be even better for you in the course, because this is just the free stuff. So, all right, friends, I hope to see you in the course. I hope this helps. Cheers to funneling and filtering out your bad fit leads and cheers to getting more leads in your web design business. What an exciting time to be in web design. So keep at it, friends. See you on the next episode.